when you build a brand with solid foundation and the fundamentals are in place, you have more fun with it and giving that ultimate level of quality to your customers. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. My name is Chase. And today, I am welcoming to the show a fan of spicy foods, uh, Madhu Sharaf. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Chase. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. It's nice to be with you. Absolutely. But these days, you're not really selling spicy foods as much as you're helping people with chai tea. You are the co-founder of Kambala. Uh, and so let's kind of take it back to the beginning. What was your journey up until founding a, you know, a new tea brand in America? To, to dig back, uh, we kind of have to rewind to about 2018 when I, I, was, I had a full-time job and I decided that I needed to part ways with it. And uh, that kind of also inspired my vision for wanting to create another beverage since my previous job was a beverage. Uh, I was in the beverage industry for about 15 plus years. So that kind of led to thinking about chai. And it wasn't really just chai per se. I was thinking beverage in general. Um, but it came to mind that, you know, what is my strength? And I've always been making chai for friends, uh, for myself. And it's just kind of a daily dose of, you know, a little pick me up. Of course, I enjoy coffee as well, uh, very much. But um, it kind of came from kind of just experimenting with making chai for friends. In fact, I would have friends, you know, would do like a little chai get together and and I would take all my tea supplies and go to someone's place and then make tea. And I, I lived in Oakland, California in a very tiny studio. So I, it wasn't like I could invite, you know, 10 people a, a, in my apartment. So I would go over to friends' places and I would make tea. And this became kind of a regular thing where I would bring all my supplies to their place, make tea, would all sit down and enjoy. And it would be like that very authentic style of chai, which is not something that we are able to easily achieve at you know, your big brand uh, retails outlets uh, at the moment in the United States. So kind of uh, that led me to believe that, okay, hey, there might be a market for this. And But before I jumped into starting doing any research on um, bringing it to you know, anyone for trial and case, it was really just kind of going with my friendly uh, circle and the recommendations from them. And also, I so I dove into a lot of the research of, okay, uh, what kind of tea companies do exist? Uh, there were chai brands that I've seen in uh, big name stores, Whole Foods and, you know, Targets and whatnot. So I started buying every single tea that is out there and tea concentrate that is out there and see how does someone who's not familiar with making chai make chai if they want to make chai. So and then of course I dove into the online aspect of it and there were a million recipes of uh, how to make an authentic chai like on YouTube and so forth. So it took a considerable amount of time to dive into how I would make my product and how would it differentiate from what's already out there. Um, and so that took a considerable amount of time and 
as well as I, I went to India for a couple of trips to make sure that I actually go and visit my, I mean, potential suppliers. At that time, I didn't even have any potential suppliers. It was more so that, okay, I can look here, I can look here, this is ideal, and I want maybe this quality to be available and people who are in, already in, in trade who are exporting to the United States and the whole logistics of all of this. So this chewed up a lot of my time uh, since I was uh, doing this all kind of by myself at that time. And um, and then we fast forward from 2018, mid- middle of 2018, we took me about six seven months to do this. And then uh, beginning of 2019, uh, my wife got a job in Austin, Texas, and uh, we decided that this would also be a perfect opportunity for us to kind of set up the foundation to start this brand. So keeping that piece in mind, when we were moving here, we bought a house kind of big enough to uh, make sure that we're able to store our supplies and those kind of things instead of going after a a warehouse or any of the storage facilities and those kind of things. So, in fact, I did do some preliminary research uh, in the Bay Area when I wanted to set up the the brand and where it's going to be storaging and um, manufacturing and those kind of things. And do I even want to get into manufacturing or do I need to go to a co-packer? So many of these beverage industry uh, questions when you want to launch a launch a product. So. Um, we, we did decide Austin is the better alternative. We moved here um, and um, and we kind of really got set up in end of uh, 2019, which is when I formed the company here in Austin and started putting together the supplier list of people where I'm going to start ordering my product from and working on the website and so forth. So uh, fast forward, we came into 2020, January. And I had given myself a deadline of end of March to launch brand and the, the product and all other moving pieces were kind of put together. And then we, of course, uh, mid-March, we hit COVID. And um, that really made me kind of pause for a second and understand what's going on out there. Is this a good time to launch or not? Um, come June, we just decided to go ahead and launch it. And then from there, we have encountered you know, some hurdles and obstacles and uh, we're going forward with the brand and the launch and all of this by making those smaller adjustments and um, how we're going to proceed forward. So I would say uh, fairly new with uh, launching the brand and uh, we're still kind of learning as we go, especially the online piece of things. Businesses are the most successful when they own their data, customer relationships, and their growth. That's why more than 50,000 e-commerce brands like Living Proof, Huckberry, and Solo Stove trust Klaviyo to deliver their ideal customer experience. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and all sizes. With email automation, SMS marketing, list growth tools, and more, you'll get everything you need to build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. If you're tired of relying too heavily on paid advertising or third-party marketplaces for your sales success, you're not alone. It's time to take back control of the customer experience. More and more online businesses are moving to Klaviyo to grow higher-value customer relationships through personalized email and SMS marketing. And the results are staggering. On what's typically the biggest weekend of the year for online retailers last Cyber Weekend alone, brands made nearly $1 billion in sales through Klaviyo's platform. 
That's 3.1% of total online sales that were powered by Klaviyo. Ready to drive future sales and higher customer lifetime value with a marketing platform built for your long-term growth? Get a free trial at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. When you uh, decided to exit your previous job, um, were you thinking about building this brand while you were still working there? Or was it kind of like, you know what, this part of my life's behind me and I'm going to move on and kind of just dive all into a new business? So uh, great question. It, it, it was not a hard set in stone. I had had a thought about, okay, I, I want to leave this uh, job. Uh, what am I going to do next? And um, what are my resources? What are my contacts? And what can I do that that I can use the last, you know, decade and a half of my experience into building something new, which which is also something I was very passionate about as far as the beverage industry is concerned. I launched certain brands and labels with uh, my previous company. And um, when I would go to the stores and I would see it on the shelf, it would give me a great deal of joy thinking, oh, wow, that, that was created by myself and my team. And uh, that level of satisfaction is more than, you know, a million dollars in the bank account, I would say, although that would be nice too. Um, the, the idea behind getting that satisfaction of when someone tries something that you have created and appreciates it and enjoys it and um, passes it on to someone else, I was looking for that satisfaction once again and kind of just tied that into the chai piece of things. And, um, and then here's where we are. Absolutely. I think, you know, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing something you create, you know, come to life. Uh, I definitely have a lot of fun with that on, you know, working with our clients over at the agency, you know, doing like a big website redesign or some cool feature. Like that stuff's really fun to, you know, create something out into the world and it works. Yeah. Yeah. Completely agree. It gives such a, such a nice high. So, yeah. Nobody likes insurance, but everybody should have it. Mistakes do happen. Our partner Rewind can protect your Shopify store with automated backups of your most important data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 70,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Gymshark, Gatorade, and Movement Watches. Best of all, respond to any of their welcome emails and mention Honest E-Commerce to get your first month absolutely free. So with your uh, kind of phase one of this project, uh, if I'm trying to put it out there for everyone, is you're you're thinking about leaving your job and you're brainstorming stuff and you're doing uh, you're doing research before you kind of choose a product or choose the direction you're going to go with your brand. How important do you think that initial groundwork, that initial research, was to the overall success of the launch and of the brand? It was huge. I think it it was uh, it was a thousand percent necessary to do those uh, things. It's easy to get distracted ab- uh, from seeing things on you know on definitely on social media and online, which is where our eyeballs are attached to lately. And you know, it's very easy to think like, oh, you know, here's how you go on Fiverr and buy a logo for five bucks and make a website for another 20 bucks and boom, you're in business. You have a brand. It's, it's not that easy. And especially having the background um, for, for several years 
to look into how do I set up the foundation? How do I set up the fundamentals on making things easier for myself to be, you know, doing these at a minimal cost? Ultimately, you know, it all comes down to how much money you have to launch this brand. And, um, you know, the more homework you do, the cheaper it gets and the better it gets. So it was it was phenomenal amount of uh, research put into all of this and talking to people. And uh, even, you know, as far as thinking of a brand name and whether it will stick or not and creating the icons and logos and every little piece counts. So, you know, it's a great question that you ask because the perception out there is, oh, yeah, five minutes and you can launch a brand. It's not true, especially if you want to build something that is bigger than yourself and for a long term, you know. Absolutely. And so there's one key piece of that puzzle that you mentioned that I want to bring up. And you don't have to get super granular with your answer, but I'm assuming that there are options out there in your space where you could have cut some corners maybe and white-labeled someone's other product uh, to get your launch to happen faster. But you went the extra mile. You flew halfway around the world. You met with manufacturers. You met with uh, fulfillment houses. You met with everyone in each piece of the puzzle. Do you know like off the top of your head kind of like what the difference of costs would be by going, you know, the first route, which may technically be the lazy route, and then like the second route, which was like when you put in the hard work and you figured out how much each piece of this puzzle was going to cost to get done. Yeah, absolutely. So funny, you know, again, it goes back into the dollars that you have. And these are the company that I started. It's bootstrapped. It's pouring all the, the life savings into it uh, to begin with. And what happens in this scenario is you're, if you're careful with your dollars, you are going to do that homework. And there are shortcuts. There are temptations that, oh, I can just go to a co-packer and I don't need a warehouse and they'll just do everything for me. And But then you understand, okay, there are minimums, there are contracts, you know, NDAs to be made. And are these people trustable? So many things. And ultimately, when it's your baby, you kind of want to keep it under your own control which becomes the key part of the success of the launch of the brand. So it is important to do those little things to make sure that you have everything under control and the way you want it to be and you differentiate. You know, I had worked on several big brands or big box retails where we did private labels and white labels for people and understanding that level of business. You know, when it comes so easily, it can also go away very easily. And um, when you build a brand with solid foundation and the fundamentals are in place, you have more fun with it and giving that ultimate level of quality to your customers. You know, without research, uh, without doing all of that due diligence, you're not going to achieve quality. It's easy. Fine. You can, um, if you want to get into the business of uh, making shopping bags, you will be able to find a supplier in China and do drop shipping and those kind of things. But that's not what we were set to do. Creating a signature chai in the United States is uh, what we wanted to do. And uh, yeah, that's the, cho- that's the chosen path uh, for us. Absolutely. What do all e-commerce stores have in common? That's right, customers. And those customers are going to have questions. Gorgeous is the leading e-commerce help desk with over 5,500 customers on Shopify, Magento, and BigCommerce. Their software is built with machine learning to optimize your support system and allow your team to save time and money on repetitive inquiries while still remaining personalized. What it does is take all of your customers' insights and information, brings it into their amazing dashboard so you can solve your customer's problem as quickly as possible. 
If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest to get your second month free. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Is there anything you can uh, put a number behind, either you know a percentage more or even even like dollars in, in or margins? Oh yeah, talking about how much money you're saving by doing it the long way or the hard way. Uh, a great question. Uh, yeah, you did ask for the dollar amount, uh, which I would say roughly we we've saved anywhere from forty to sixty percent of cost that would have been involved in going through other people and other sources. And in some cases, maybe we could have probably saved a lot more money by just going to a co-packer, but you have to be able to absorb the scale of things that they have to offer. They want to do a 100,000 piece contract with you and are you able to absorb that? And then, yeah, you're going to save, let's say 60% of your cost will be saved because everything is in their hands. But coming up with that initial investment to pay for the product. And then once they're ready to hand it over to you, where do you go? How do you go? Are you able to sell it all and then get your return? So some of those things uh, have to be considered. And it's I would say it's hard to put a dollar amount or a, even a percentage, but doing things in-house, sourcing the products uh, from India directly uh, has definitely helped us save anywhere between 50 to 60% uh, margins. Absolutely. So I want to put that into like terms that people can understand. Uh, these aren't your numbers or anything. I'm just pulling these numbers out of thin air. But let's say you have a $10 product. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a $10 product and you're doing some white label deal with somebody and you can buy that product for $5. You've got a 50% margin. That's great. But what Madhu is telling us right now is he is... Because he put in the work, he actually is got a $10 product. He's got the exact same product, but he's only getting it for $2.50. So he's got another $2.50 there in his margin that he can now invest into paid advertising or buying more product and scaling up production. You know, that's important money. That's important margin. And it honestly, it comes down to your numbers. And that's how you grow a business is owning your numbers. Absolutely. And thank you for kind of putting it in those terms. It's truly very important for you to be under on control of uh, every dollar that you spend. And if you're not spending it, someone else is spending it for you, which reminds me of um, an initial kind of part of homework that I had done is call up living in Oakland. Uh, there is an area called Emeryville, uh, which is right next to Oakland. And there are several companies, I mean, Cliff Bar's head office is there and so forth. So there are uh, naturally in the last 20, 30 years, a lot of companies that provide the services to to larger companies like Cliff Bar are located there. So I ended up calling one of the companies and saying, hey, I want to get into the coffee and chai business. What services can you offer me? And and I mean, it wasn't tens of thousands of dollars for just the basic level of service that they could have offered, provided they have bigger customers and big clients. So the high dollar fees that they have, but also that is something that they could fast forward you into launching your brand and cut down a whole year. So it's also kind of that opportunity cost that you'll have to see to save that extra $2.50. Is it worth it for me to do it on my by myself or do it via a company like this who can accelerate me one year into this and I can focus more on putting the product into the market and sales and those kind of things. So it would come down to what is the opportunity cost. And uh, ultimately for me, 
I wanted to have more control over exactly what it would taste like, what is the experience. And we went through several different exercises, even as to measuring the circumference of the opening of the bottle. So when you're sipping chai or when you're sipping coffee that we offer, how does it feel? How does it feel on your tongue? Is the sip too big? Is the sip too small? Uh, Should we go with a 16-ounce bottle? Should we go with an 8-ounce bottle? So many different things were tried out. These are things that a bigger company would already have information and data and so forth. So you're paying that premium amount of money for them to do your job. But ultimately, things are not in your control, even though it's your brand. It's someone else telling you what to do. So essentially, you lose the fun of building a brand, uh, but also kind of it's only halfway your brand, I would say. So to avoid all of those things, I did a lot of that homework and that nitty gritty uh, due diligence that needs to be done to be where we are today. Since 2004, Avalara's vision has been to harness the power of cloud technology to help simplify sales tax for businesses of all sizes. Avalara solutions are designed to affordably scale with businesses as they grow over time. Tax compliance is not a revenue-generating activity. So, Avalara's technology is designed to help you manage compliance as efficiently and accurately as possible so you can reclaim your valuable time and reduce risk in your business. With more than 1,000 signed partner integrations, Avalara likely integrates with the ERP, e-commerce, mobile payment, and point-of-sale systems you use today. Find out how your business can be sales tax-ready at avalara.com slash honest. That's A-V-A-L-A-R-A dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. Avalara. Tax compliance done right. Yeah. I mean, that's the... Really important part of it here is you just mentioned like, hey, there's you can either partner with someone and have them help launch your brand and it'll fast forward and you'll kind of, you know, you'll get ahead of the curve per se, but it'd be more expensive. Or you can do it yourself and figure it out yourself and like rigorously own that process and still kind of end up at the same place. Just it'll take you longer to get there. And what that boils down to is what I've been preaching on this entire podcast forever, which is there's no one way to do this. There's no right way to do this. Uh, There are a lot of wrong ways to do it. And you'll figure that out really fast and just pivot. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because that was a thought kind of marinating in my brain. Uh, Exactly that. There's no right or wrong way. Either way is okay. It just depends on what is your comfort level, what you want to achieve. Do you have that extra cash that you can spend? So ultimately, we had to decide that this is our way of doing, and um, which is where we are. And the advantage of doing it your way is you're also in control of making those small adjustments as you learn your business, as you learn your customer, as you learn their needs. And if there's something that's working versus not, let's say you go to one of these big companies or a co-packer and they have printed uh, 50,000 cans for you. And if there's some small adjustment that needs to be made, you can't make it until you go through the 50,000 cans and then only then you will make the next adjustment. But growing small and having the control on what you are there to build is actually you can make these adjustments to better cater to what your customers actually need and what will stick. Yeah, I think that there's a few things from what you have said today that I want to just kind of touch back up on is like one, 
I've interviewed almost a hundred people, probably more now by the time this podcast comes out. And you know, with all the brand founders that I've interviewed, they were just so focused on making the best product that they could make. So I would argue that never outsource that. Your product is the one thing that's going to separate you from your competition. What's going to make you unique? What's the moat that someone has to cross to like kind of encroach on what you're offering? So one, just like never outsource the product, but. When you start talking about the other parts of the puzzle, you know, fulfillment, uh, who's going to build your website, who's going to do your ads, who's going to help with copywriting, all of those things, it comes down to essentially time or money. Like, do you have enough time to do it all yourself, or do you have enough money to have someone else help you do it? When you do have that money to invest, you know, it is a shortcut, as you said. You're going to get a better product a lot faster, but you definitely give up some of that control. Absolutely, I think uh, there, you know, online being such a beast of things to to handle, you know, whether writing copy or uh, creating a theme or running Instagram, whatever it is, uh, there comes a point where all of this is so dialed in nowadays that you have to rely on professional help. And I mean, to get that level of quality, you can go and create your own website uh, logo, Instagram, and run your own ads, and all of these things. You can do it at a little bit of intermediate level. But when you get into that expert level, you kind of have to have the dollars to spend. And it's better off doing it that way because you can then uh, focus more on the strengths that you have, and which is uh, exactly how we are operating at the moment. Uh, we have started off uh, several things as far as uh, setting up our e-commerce platform and bringing in the social media and so forth. And it's actually now we're looking at a place where, okay, we, we are going to need maybe a small agency or maybe someone who can help us do these things and uh, kind of almost put it on autopilot if possible. And we can focus more on, you know, building our community and, you know, kind of going out there and educating people about what is Kimbala, why is this chai different from other chais in the market? And uh, those kind of things are not outsourceable. So it, it, I would definitely recommend things will come to a point where it's better off outsourcing it even if it costs an extra couple of dollars, go and get the best quality rather than you know thinking, okay, I'm going to save my two dollar fifty cents here and uh, doing it yourself, and it's not it's only a sixty percent job because that's not your strength. So it's a fine balance. Yeah, I believe it. It might have been my grandpa. He'd always say like, buy once. You don't want to buy twice. Like. Buy the right thing, the quality thing, understand the value, buy it one time. Because if you buy something cheap, yeah. you're going to have to buy it again if you buy something cheap and you're going to end up overspending or it's going to go back to that opportunity cost. You might have missed out on an opportunity for growth. And you know, absolutely, the way that you're doing things like rigorously owning the product and getting your costs down on the product is allowing you to have a beautiful margin that now you can invest that margin into working with these professional teams that are like essentially a cheat code to growth. They understand how it all works. Like you don't have to learn it all. Yeah. Uh, and they can get you to that next level. Absolutely. And, you know, part of all of the doing homework and researching was listening to a ton of podcasts. Uh, especially from podcasts, interviews, YouTube, uh, what have you, everything, all the resources that are 
available out there and learning from people who have created other beverages and especially me focused on beverages. And that was one thing that the message that I took was, which I further pass on, is own your product once you get the quality out there. That's what's going to stick. That's what's going to speak for your brand. And when the product is good, you can dial back on the marketing, on the the dollar spend on ads and those kind of things because people will genuinely come back. You're building a real community versus a one-time shopper. I always like to say that I'm in the business of repeat customer, not just a one-time deal. Yeah. I mean, you are in the business of repeat customer and lifetime value. You've got a consumable, which is the hot stuff in e-commerce right now. Uh, I, I cannot thank you enough for coming on the podcast today. This is a very, very amazing look into like just the thought process behind starting a brand and just doing the work. Uh, was there anything I forgot to ask you that you think will resonate well with our audience? I believe um, we covered a great deal of just starting off a, a brand and focusing more on the fundamentals of things that I think all the questions were great. And I enjoyed speaking with you as well. Oh, I enjoyed speaking with you as well. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chase. Hey, everyone. A quick edit here. For delicious chai and coffee from India, make sure you visit Madhu's website, ikimbala.com. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.